Welcome to the Mount Hammer Podcast, episode 13. I'm Mo and I'm here with Luke and Elle. How's it going, guys? Really good. Good. Yeah. Happy? Yeah. All right. Fucking should be. Is and, I'll, and I'll tell you why you should be happy. <laughs> Segway, we've only just started. Uh, we have announced the... Fir- oh, actually, this is an exclusive because when this goes out, we won't have officially announced this on the website yet. So you're getting another exclusive right here on the Metal Hammer Podcast. Meshuggah are playing this year's Golden God Awards. Come on. Fucking hell. One of the heaviest bands in the history of the known universe, the innovators of all things to do with modern tech metal. Just one of the greatest bands of all time. We've got them for the first time ever. Meshuggah will be playing the Golden God Awards on Monday, June 11th at the Indigo in London. And tickets are on sale right freaking now. So get over to metalhammer.com to pick up your tickets. We'll also be announcing another band tomorrow and there's a couple more to come after that. So lots of cool shit going on in the world of Golden Gods. Meshuggah is going to be fucking intense in that venue It's going to be ridiculous. (laughs) One of the most intimate um, London venues they would have played in quite a while as well by their standards. Yeah, yeah, you had the roundhouse last time I saw them. Exactly. So yeah, a rare chance to see them um, at an awards show, which is going to be amazing. (laughs) Uh, And and, uh, a little bit of a smaller place than you normally get to see them. As I said, tickets are on sale right now. Get on metalhammer.com to find out where to get hold of them because uh, they will definitely get snapped up. And when you see the rest of the bill we've got coming for you, you will definitely know I'm not bullshitting you there. Uh, what's been, what else has been going on? I went to Rockville this weekend. Yay! Yeah. That was fun. Went out to Florida's premier, uh, or certainly Jacksonville, Florida's premier <laughs> rock and metal festival. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we got quite a lot of stuff done there, um, which we will kind of reveal... Uh, Probably in a month or two's time, you'll you'll see more of what we were getting up to and why we were at Rockville, doing some cool things behind the scenes, which you'll see very soon. Uh, But yeah, did get to see some great bands, um, Parkway Drive and um, Power Trip, both on the Friday. For me, completely stole the weekend, to be honest. Uh, Anyone who's heard us talk about Power Trip, especially recently when I talked about them playing the, um, the Metal Hammer Tour, kind of unsurprised to find that they're just as good in America as they are when they play England. It was brilliant. What was the pit like? Yeah, nuts. Um, You know, they had like a kind of moderately big crowd, I'd say. They're on the third stage about two thirds of the way through the day. Um, And it was blazing hot as well. Like all weekend, proper Florida heatwave shit going on. It was toasty. Uh, And that didn't stop people just moving and mushing and absolutely losing their minds. It was great to see. Again, arguably the best guitar tone in metal right now. It sounded great on an outdoor stage just as much as it does indoors. Um, did, it was really good. Uh, did yeah. Partway play the new stuff? They did. Uh, yeah, they played the new tracks. Um, uh, they had about, I don't know, maybe eight songs or so, nine songs, something like that. So it wasn't the longest set you'll see. Uh, but they got a really big crowd as well. And I've never been, I've never, I don't think I've seen Parkway in the US before. So it was just nice to see them getting a really big mm, audience. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, I think they played the third stage as well, or maybe the second. They're quite far up it. Um, but yeah, just two of the most reliable live bands in metal now, Parkway and. Um, and uh, Power chips, so they're both absolutely awesome. Five Finger Death Punch was an interesting one. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, obviously, they, they're finally now sitting on a new album, which we've yeah. been waiting for for ages. Uh, they've had a bit of time off by their standards. Um, and when they first came out, it kind of felt like it wasn't quite clicking. And it was only about a third of the way in where it seemed like Ivan had some quite bad sound issues. Oh, really? um, like his inner didn't seem to be working and his mic definitely cut out a couple of times mm. so he was getting a little bit fed up in fact there was one point where he was literally holding a baseball bat on stage and smashing the monitor with oh, it shit. and then looking directly <laughs> at someone off stage so someone that definitely got in trouble after that that's some um, slipknot kind of thing there I know yeah you really don't want an angry <laughs> Ivan Moody uh, giving you the 
giving you the eyes when shit's going a bit south. Um, but that said, they seem to turn it around and. What really seemed to turn it actually was when you know um, he likes to get uh, like kids up on stage to like yeah, 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 give them a little chance to hang yeah. out and see the gig and stuff. Um, he did that with two young guys who were uh, one of them was like 11 years old and he saw them crowd surfing over the front. Aww. So he got security to grab them and bring them up on stage and he, he obviously really loves doing that with the fans and it really lightened the whole mood up. And after oh, that, they were just as they usually are one of the best live bands in metal. So that was really cool. Oh, for Hailstorm on the Friday, they were great. Lizzie sounded awesome again. Massive crowd. I mean, they've, they're actually at that point now where they've just got a kind of proper catalogue of great songs. Uh, one of the albums I'm really looking forward to hearing as well. I know they're doing Brixton over here later in the year, so that should be great. They were really good. Um, and for the second time in two years, Ozzy was really on it. Really? Yeah, really on it. That Excellent. bodes well for June, doesn't it? Yeah, he, uh, he's honestly, I don't know what's happened, whether doing his solo stuff has given him a bit more impetus again, but um, his vocals sounded absolutely spot on. Awesome. And to the point where I kind of went, is he? Is there like a backing track here? Yeah. Um, but then there were, there were a couple of times where like his voice got a bit gruff and he kind of coughed it out and carried on and that actually, you know, ran time that he, he was just sounding really good. Um, the set list was kind of not the most inspiring ever. If you've seen Ozzy at any point solo mm-hmm. in the last 10 years, you know what you're going to get. What was kind of extra annoying about it, um, and I can't remember if he did this before, but Zach Wilde basically did the biggest dick tease ever where he did a solo kind of section where he played all the kind of opening riffs and then solos off like Miracle Man, Perry Mason, Desire, like all the big late 80s and 90s songs that I would just kill to see them do properly. And he just kind of teased them all. So that was a bit like, like, here's what you could have won. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's probably like a tribute in his eyes. It was, yeah. And you know, Ozzy, he's at that point in his career now where he probably doesn't want to just be trying to dust off rarities and stuff but it was a bit of a shame um, but yeah other than that that was really cool uh, god who else was there on the weekend Avenged on the Saturday was a bit of a shame because it was the oh. first it was the first set on the new tour the kind of yeah. latest stage tour and Shadow's voice was a bit buggered and it was only once he actually stopped after one song and kind of went hey guys just so you know we might have to cut this short I'm not feeling great today yeah. after that you started to see it got worse and worse uh, but they still I mean I thought it was great and I do think if Shadows hadn't said anything you might not notice it as much anyway but that said uh, during the set they had to stop it again weirdly second time we talked about this after what happened on the Hammer Tour and uh, someone got injured in the crowd and they really had to stop the show and lock it down for a little bit well that got yeah. sorted out so just one of those kind stop, of stop starty yeah. situations as well um, so yeah that was a little bit of a shame uh, Stone Sour great fun um, I wasn't massively keen on the last album but I think they've just become one of the most reliable kind of late afternoon bands like... on festival stages now Corey looked like he was having the absolute the time thing. of his it life as well it looks like he's having a really good time yeah. so I think even if you're not that into Stone Sour when you watch it it's just so enthusiastic you get really sucked in yeah absolutely no it was it was really cool I really enjoyed it um, Hollywood Undead were there um, <laughs> <laughs> asking asking Alexandria hmm that was interesting oh. song sounded great Danny sounded great all looked like they were kind of dicking about a little bit at times I mean Danny's just Danny he'll just be him um, so yeah that was an interesting one I'm, I'm kind of not sure where they're all at at the moment but it wasn't the most impactful time I've seen them hmm. um, certainly not as good as they were at Brixton a few months ago because they were great that night um, and the band of Sunday I'd have to probably say would be Clutch um, no surprise there just yeah. one of the best live bands in rock and metal it was brilliant 
again third day of sweltering heat everyone was tired out and sweating and they still got everyone throwing the most ridiculous shapes ever so shout out to them um, I missed them because we were doing some interview stuff uh, at the time but I heard the turnstile were absolutely brilliant as oh, well cool. and completely destroyed it oh and I saw the fever Jason Ireland oh, oh good. I really want um, to see them they were really good yeah it was uh um, I, I heard somebody say that they had a backing track on, but I didn't spot it. But I only saw about three songs of their set. Okay, um, I'd be surprised yeah, if they did. It was very, very impassioned, and uh, you know, it was Jason, and it was just wicked seeing him back oh, on the stage, which is great. So yeah, very excited about that. Uh, so yeah, a bloody good weekend. Thank you to everyone at Rockville who, who looked after us. It was great. Oh. Had a lovely, lovely time. And yeah, as I said, you can look for all the stuff we got done there very soon. It's going to be cool. What have you guys been up to? <laughs> uh, I didn't go anywhere nearly as big or sunny, uh, but I went... Oh, also, I should say, I went on the Matthews Bridge as well. Yes! yes! Come on! on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, carry on. You uh, Yeah, I went to uh, went to see Cancer Bats at the Underworld. Ah, nice. One of the billion... One of the billion shows they're doing, yeah. yeah. They did, did, um, it was the second of four shows at the Underworld they were doing, all sold out, were doing the Hail Destroyer in full plus a load of other stuff like the second song was the Sabotage cover and everyone was obviously going pretty crazy uh, for it but to be fair it was not the rowdiest cancer bat show I've ever seen and I was a bit really? yeah which, which of the four did you go to? the second one the second one okay um, and I don't, I, I don't know why um, but it just felt like there's obviously crowd surface and stage hours and stuff but it just didn't feel like it was as mental as you know, some gigs I've seen there, but people were bit... saving themselves for the Friday night. Well, that's it. Some people, you know, some people, like, the work week and stuff. Actually, some people were there the night before. I think I imagine a lot of people were probably doing all four shows because they're super fans or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Just like the band were going hard, but yeah, the crowd was a bit, a bit tame, I suppose. But there I suggest that as much as Hell Destroyer is a brilliant album, um, Cancer Bats aren't necessarily the bands people want to see a full album set from no I agree and I think obviously they, they opened with like other songs then did Hell's Drive and ended on um, can't what they ended on now but other songs what, what, I did, what I did quite enjoy though was that they mentioned how they've been accepted by you know the, the UK hardcore scene since they came over and that they feel like part of the UK scene, which I sort of agree with them, to be fair. Definitely. Like, there is There's pop- a clear line in the sand between pre- and post-Cancer Bats. Yeah, right? yeah, when exactly. When you look at where the scene has gone. And he was talking about the time, yeah, all the bands you hang out with, like, it's the first time I've heard the name Johnny Truant mentioned on stage wow. for a long time. And he was like, now we're going to play the bloodening. And they didn't, which was, which, which was upsetting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, so, and then I gave shout outs like Ghost of a Thousand and Gallows and stuff, and everyone in the crowd was like, fucking yes, we remember that, we were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you can tell like when Cancer Bats came over, suddenly, not that they influenced anything, but they, was, they were part of that crew of UK hardcore at the time. I can't remember what the gig was he mentioned now, but he was saying they came over with like, uh, this is Helen Parkway at the ballroom like 10 years ago or something, and that was the first time they ever played Hell Destroyer. And I was like, I wish I'd have been at that show. That would have been that very have been good. Incredible. But yeah, do you feel like, because I, I, um, I wonder, again, going back to you saying about people weren't that mad for it, to me, the difference between, uh, I don't know, even like from Killswitch doing a lot of We're Just Breathing to um, even Billy from Valentine doing The Poison to. Mm. You know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know if Cancer Bats are really the kind of bands because a lot of those bands that do that kind of thing, it represents a real moment in time and a real kind of shift yeah. in a certain scene for a lot of people. And Hell Destroyer definitely does that on a musical level. But Cancer Bats are just, I don't really think they're, I don't want a 
them to be doing stuff like that, really. No, I, especially when they're about to when they've just put what is an absolute banging album out. By the way, in my in my opinion, um, I don't know. I, are we kind of reaching saturation point with bands doing this whole full album thing now? I think we are, and we're not. I think with Cancerbats, it not that there were singles bands, but I think you look at that album; it's quite long for a mm. hardcore record. And yeah, like you sort of realistically, you sort of you know, with Cancerbats, you just pick and choose the best bits from their what seven albums or whatever they've mm. got, and that's a wicked set list. I mean, Hell Destroyer takes up a lot of time if you're not into that yeah. album. But it's because, to be fair, when they announced it, I was just like, wicked, a cancer bat show. The and fact- they, did, they did sell out four Underworlds in a row, to be fair, which no, is exactly. what, like 2,000 people or something? Yeah, it must have been, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, the idea of them doing Hell Destroyer didn't, didn't make me go, yes, that's going to be even better. It was just like, right. okay, they're doing that, that's yeah. cool. But yeah, but I, yeah, I love that band and the album's wicked. It was always going to be good. But yeah, I... I just don't think it was necessarily yeah, the right band for a full album set, but they're still, you know, it was still good, and they're still one of the of best course. hardcore bands <laughs> in the world. Always love the cancer bands. But not the best hardcore band in the world, man. That, oh, was, that, that yeah. was the next day. What are you moving on to? Wow. Seamless. Look at that. Uh, let's see, Converge for the third oh, time in a week. Why don't you marry them? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I fucking love this band. Um, but yeah, so I, I mentioned them last week, obviously, about Roburn, and again, this was, this was not a full album set like they did at Roburn, this was just is we're Converge and we're really fucking good Low, I did like nine or ten songs off the new album um, and it all sounded amazing but what I thought was really cool was that not only you know, was it sold out and it was super intense whatever but there was like you look around and it's like the guys from Conjurer are there the guys from Black Peaks are there like hanging out just like you realise how far like the Converge's influence spreads into mm. bands and you're like you, know, you don't say you know, Conjurer don't sound like Converge Black Peaks don't sound like Converge but they're massive, massive bands. You see them all losing their shit. Well, I mean, the very, mo- the very most important and influential bands. It's not just music they influence with this attitude and it's yeah, yeah. You know, ethics and it's, it's, oh, they're very it's much the ultimate band. DIY band. Yeah, exactly. You know? And yeah, and as, as it was, you know, they ended on Concubine and everyone went fucking ballistic. And yeah, it was just a wicked show. And you could just see, you know, Jacob having a lovely, lovely time up there. Mm. You know, getting all sweaty and shouty and everything else. But yeah, it was just a rigged set because Converge don't really come over that often which is quite surprising they never do festivals really I can't remember the last time they played Download or last time I saw them at festivals when they played the tent at Sonosphere I think that was years yeah, ago yeah so that was at least what six years ago yeah. Yeah. and last time I saw them was when they did Deathwish Fest which was like three years ago mm. and that was their own thing so yeah so when they do come over every, yeah, it's a very important thing for people who love that band because it's not often you get to see them and it was sure. a great time what a lovely time had by all Oh, what's going on in the world of metal this week? Well, exciting things are happening. Guns- <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting things. Guns N' Roses are counting down to something to do with Appetite for Destruction. Right, so here we go. People, so, what, so they put posters up around Camden yeah, and stuff, got, is that right? Yeah, they got billboards up from that era. Everywhere or just in the UK? All we've seen on social media it's is Camden. in Camden. Camden. And there's okay. each member has a picture of their face. So, making two plus two to make four, in theory, <laughs> is that, holy shit, the Appetite for Destruction lineup for Guns N' Roses are going to be back together doing something. Yeah. And that could be a download. Are they going to oh, do a tour? Um, are they going to just stiff us all with a re-release of Appetite for Destruction? That's what the whole thing is about. And that's what 99% of bands do when they pull this on us, the cunts. Yeah, Which it, is it going to be? Who knows? Is it it's 30 years. <laughs> we generally don't know, by the way. That wasn't a hint. No, it's 30 years, 31 years technically since Appetite. The and classic. The, the classic, classic 3-1. <laughs> um, 
I, I, I don't think there's been a big deluxe reissue of that album that I'm aware of. Not in the same way that Metallica have done lately with no, their, yeah, with their puppets masters. and stuff. Yeah. So they could be something like that. But why would you bother putting faces up on the in on billboards? And why would you bother? That's going very to, provocative, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And why would you bother going to all this effort with you know the countdown to destruction? Destruction is coming, whatever. Which ends. 5am UK time on Friday the countdown does it ends yeah so set your alarms folks <laughs> yeah uh, don't, don't be up aren't you Luke <laughs> yeah I'll be there uh, yeah well I mean um, I, don't, I can't remember if we talked about guns uh, on this podcast yet but we were all at the, the show in London last year and it was oh, one yeah. of the best shows we've ever been to so if they're going to do something with more uh, original or classic lineup members then I'm all for it Definitely don't go putting Izzy Stradlin's face on a poster and then not do anything with him. That would annoy me. Yeah, you'd, you'd have thought that that you know, Izzy would and Steve Adler would at least have been asked. Izzy hates, <laughs> Izzy hates on the doing the proper world tours. I've seen Izzy actually came out at um, the Download 2006 show they did. Yeah, he did. And he's done a done. few. Him and Duff before Duff probably joined again. Um, always used to do occasional appearances. I have a feeling they might have brought Stephen out. More recently, than I'm that. sure he came out in one of the American shows once or twice. But yeah, I mean, it's a hard one because Izzy, as much as we'd all love to go, we want the original lineup, and you're always going to get twats going, yeah, it's not real Guns N' Roses. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were there, it was fucking Guns N' Roses. Um, Izzy doesn't like touring and never has, and that's why you just don't see him do very much in the public eye. And Stevens, or, or of course, had some very serious issues to mm. deal with. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical, but. I'd like to see it happen. Oh, though. God, yeah. It would be, I mean, the only thing that could have made how good they are live again better is if they had some original They're all there, yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm still a bit, little bit confused why they didn't get Matt Sorum out, but, you know. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Such is life. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, in other, also quite bonkers news, uh, Baby Metal have announced they're launching a record label. Ah, that's going to quickly. Yeah. Didn't know Sue Metal was such a <laughs> yeah. business acumen. A mogul. <laughs> Baby mogul. Um, well, yeah. Well. I reckon they're just going to sign up all the other bands like them in Japan and bring them over There's here. There's no bands like Baby Metal. <laughs> One in a million. Cobra Metal, who's the man behind Baby Metal, is a really smart guy and he knows exactly what he is doing. And he's the, obviously the business brains behind it. And I can see him having some elaborate scheme. I mean, if other bands get as big as Baby Metal, they can do like massive, massive package tours as well. Special singles, special merch. Like, there's literally endless business opportunities there. Yeah. yeah. But it's really cool because hopefully we're going to get to hear some music we've not heard before as well. Like, you know, they're going to bring some bands over we've not heard of, see what they're like, introduce us to some new music. What is interesting about it is that the the labels in a sort of deal with 5B management and cooking vinyl who are not small fishes nope. there's some going to be a lot of money and interest floating around whatever this label venture is going to be I think it could be really exciting yeah. whatever even though it's tied to baby metal whatever your opinions of baby metal are I think they're going to bring some wicked music our way I mean all for it like again like you said wherever you think of baby metal they are unquestionably the most unique band to break from the metal scene possibly ever I mean there's just no. No, no one could have ever seen that coming hey don't forget Lordy <laughs> yeah slightly different levels 
Uh, Lord, he did do to like 300 million people in Helsinki once. Something. I don't know. Yeah, like, for a minute. They European were metal's the weird. the biggest metal band in the world after yeah. Eurovision. Don't forget the rock taurons. Uh, I, I can't. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> the rock Toron, It was Lordi's restaurant. Really? Was that a thing? Yeah, where you could get special metal burgers. It was called a rock taurons. A rock taurons. That's literally idea it's number one for a day. It's the restaurant, <laughs> but with the what word rock. What should we call it? Rock to run? Yeah. <laughs> rock to run? Yeah. What are Just you not getting? The fact that they abandon that creative and does all that stuff could come up with such a crap name for their food place. <laughs> Well, this is the band who came up with the rock and roll hallelujah. They just repurpose other phrases and expressions and words. What is and rock and roll hallelujah? It's hard rock hallelujah. Yeah, hard rock hallelujah. That's what I meant. Yeah, and the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah, but that works. Yeah, true. The rock to run's the worst pun I've ever heard. <laughs> I would have eaten there had I had the chance. I think it's closed now. I'm not sure though. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> um, well, never mind. Yeah, don't. Let's not. Do a baby metal restaurant. I think we don't need that in the world. I would right go now. there. The record label's fine, just stick with that. No, I, I would absolutely go to a baby metal restaurant. It'd be like instead of Ronald McDonald, they'd have the Fox God. Don't sully his name. <laughs> <laughs> Fox God wouldn't lower himself. It's not a clown that you could just entertain yourself with. God. Uh, this has gone weird. Uh, well, fucking hell, speaking of weird, Ghost have announced um, that all, pre-pup- all three puppers are going to be on display on tour. Um, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the reason my voice went up at the end there. So, uh, always the enigma, aren't they? Current Metal Hammer cover stars, of course. Thank you to everyone who came out and um, supported the bundles. I think we got a couple of bundles. Um, like tiny amounts a left, couple, yeah. A couple came back on sale because so many people went on it, crashed the site. So we might still have a couple of those bundles on sale if you're still looking for one. But so yeah, Metal Hammer cover stars and very much putting out all these mysterious videos that are kind of unravelling the next chapter. And just when we thought Papa Emeritus 1, 2 and 3, which is gone from Ghost Law forever, they're all back. Have you seen the video? Yes. So It's weird. It is weird. <laughs> yeah. so basically it's got them all like out of court's paint. Really odd. They're all playing Uno in a room. And then the sister comes in. Sister Imperator. Yeah. And then they all end up in a morgue getting treated like a corpse would and then they all end up in caskets and then they're all shoveled into the back of a van to go out on tour wow so you could say our current cover showing the dearly departed and decapitated Papa 3 was a world exclusive because <laughs> they they're all dead now apparently is that, yeah, is that what well, they're getting at? It's, they were alive in the clip, then they were injected with something, and then they went in the casket. Death. So we don't know. Well, yeah. We don't know whether they were injected. <laughs> they injected with death. We don't know if they were injected with death, or if when we see them alive, they're actually ghosts and they're dead or something. It's not very clear. Oh, hold on. Some, you're going well deep now. <laughs> you know what, well, I thought about it a lot. Something uh, Lewis, our art editor, uh, pointed out in the Shout video out, is you never see Papa 3 in the morgue, and when they're packing the puppers into the back of the lorry and they've got their names written on them, the person shutting the lorry door obscures the name that should have said Papa 3. You only see the names Papa 1 and 2. Oh, Ooh. Getting what? Conspiracy <laughs> theory. Fucking hell, it's like Westworld. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Fucking hell. Are they alive? Are they dead? Layers yeah, of know? layers. Because Papa 3 is the only one you see get injected by the ghoul as well. What is going on? That's true. And people have the absolute cojones to say that ghosts aren't metal. Come on. This is metal. This is metal. metal. How is like, what are the bands? Killing your own members. (laughs) What are the bands short of Slipknot to a slightly different extent and probably Baby Metal have this level of 
suspense and intrigue and mystique around everything they do. And like, they're pimping out corpses for selfies. Yes, exactly. What's more metal than that? Have your picture that? taken yeah. with your favourite dead papa. Is that really? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, it's for the meet and greets, I think it that's is. What, that's, what the, that's what the display that's is, That's why yeah. the caskets have gone in the van, because they're going to display the caskets and then people can go... What, so you can get... You can pay money to get a selfie with a, a papa corpse? Yeah. yeah. That's so sick. <laughs> and that, that, that that's is, a great idea. That is pretty metal as well. It's like, oh, what, what are you doing tonight? I'm off to get my photo taken with some dead people. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then, wow. I'm, then I'm going to watch a priest do a, do some singing. Wow. That is awesome. Holy, holy shit. Well, yeah, uh, obviously Ghost very much a mystery to pretty much everybody. But if you want to hear more about uh, Prequel and everything that's going on in that amazing brain of Tobias Forges, excuse me, um, pick up the new issue of Mount Hammer because it's a fascinating interview if I do say so myself <laughs> I wonder who wrote it Merlin oh it's some bad man um, <laughs> could have come up with something better than that but yeah no generally fascinating guy and uh, we do lift the lid just a little bit as much as he would let us um, on the next chapter of Ghost of the New Issue so check that out imminently and yes Ghost of a Metal Band don't be dumb yeah, no. Metal is more than a sound and you know it stops, stop saying these silly things if you don't like you know, theatrics with your heavy metal you probably don't like heavy metal Iron Maiden want a word Man of War some reader questions www.facebook.com forward slash Metal Hammer readers if you want to come and join the discussion about the magazine the podcast and everything in between Oh Jesus, this one comes off Twitter. At TJCrazy underscore chemist asks, <laughs> would you guys still call Kiss Kiss if no original members were left on it? Paul Stanley has said it would still be called Kiss an interview a while ago. So yeah, Paul Stanley, um, I think Gene has, as well has gone on record and said it could be quite possible that one day we will get Kiss with a completely new lineup, yeah. all face painted up, still going out on tour, still putting out albums. What do you think about that? I think you could still call them Kiss. I know a lot of people disagree, but. I'm not a hardcore Kiss fan and when I've seen them it's basically just been what Kiss is it's a massive show it's a massive pantomime it's fire it's pain it's songs and I think you can have anyone doing that and people are still going to want to go and enjoy it controversial I knew it was controversial but honestly I just think you can still do it and that whole you know Kiss's whole thing is that like look at all the Kiss merchandise you know it's all characters it's all logos it's it is what it is and I think but it's if still... people still want to hear those songs and see that show, why not do it? Yes, of course. Yeah, and if people are going to pay for it, they're going to pay for it, and that's kind of the beyond the end. And it's, but... it's, you know, it's, I probably shouldn't go into another discussion now, but we've talked in the past about holograms and so on. Yes. And, you know, this is still... Slightly different, be... though, I think. It is different, but I think, you know, I'm not sure I'm going now. <laughs> <laughs> it's people. It's people being kissed, and it's on a stage, and people probably want to go and see it, and I think it just plays into that whole kiss world thing is the next generation or whatever I mean as much as he can the thing is as much as he can be a cantankerous motherfucker um, and he'd be the first to admit that I'm sure not seeing Gene Simmons being Gene Simmons and especially Paul Stanley being Paul Stanley and this you know I saw Kiss last year and I've got to be honest Paul's voice really isn't what it used to be oh yeah um, but at the same time uh, like you said now, if people are going to pay to watch it you can go and pay to watch it but I, I would struggle seeing watching Kiss without Paul and Gene but if there's one band that are going to make it work because at the end of the day one thing they'll never do is uh, do anything that won't make them a fuck ton of money yeah. um, then they I'm sure it is Kiss so. like even after Gene is buried in his Kiss casket 
I'm sure he's going to have left plenty of provisions for his name and legacy to keep earning money. Yeah. Wherever that goes, I have no idea. Absolutely. I think it just depends on how... I think... I, I don't agree with it, but I think it depends on how you view Kiss and whether they're a band or, like, basically a musical. Like, like you went to go see the Bat Out of Hell musical I did, yesterday. last night, yeah. And if all the they change all the cast, it would still be the Bat Out of Hell musical touring around or playing London it would dep- it all depends on yeah, how but if you went to a meatloaf show and that's what you got no no totally but it depends on how you view give it his one person because it all depends on how you view Kiss and whether they are basically just a musical act or they're a band if it's exactly a, if, it's, if it's basically just a big musical pompous rock and roll show for you then it really doesn't fucking matter who's playing what I don't agree with it but I think I can understand where they're coming from yeah to be a bit devil's advocate but at the same time like you say it would also if it always was that, then you, then you could get away with it. But because they've, it's, it has basically been the same people for fucking, what, 40, 50 years. But, and let me put this another way. If Marilyn Manson did that, would you go see it? No, I'd be really sad Yeah, about right. Because you're a Marilyn Manson fan. But that's Marilyn Manson. Yeah, it's but this like is Gene a... Simmons and Paul Stanley. Like, this is, this is, this is Kiss. But do you know what I mean? But they wear, you know, they wear the costumes, they do the so show. So it's different. It's hard to it's compare fine. a band to a person. I don't know, a kiss, I think... Yeah, but at one point, Manson absolutely. wasn't a person. No, yeah, that's true. But he's just okay, crossing I'll, around. I'll fully so. admit that I don't Right, have... Slipknot then. Yeah, obviously, that was a stupid idea. Would why? It? Well, I... I, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't agree with the kiss idea, but I can oh, understand why kiss, is a mu- why kiss the musical would work as, a, as an idea. But I think, yeah, rebranding yourself with entirely different members... You just attribute Yeah, that. I can't imagine Slipknot being Slipknot without Slipknot. But they don't run the band the same way as Kiss. Why? Aside from slightly just, less hokey merch. I think that's what it is. I mean, I went, to, um, I went to Tokyo a couple of years back for the big ex-Japan festival. And Gene Simmons came on stage and um, performed with them. And at the, he was there because the KISS exhibition was in town. And it had all the KISS memorabilia, you know, KISS merch. Just Kiss like a not fest. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit that Kiss is different to Slipknot because Gene Simmons is Gene Simmons and he has shamelessly run it as like an enterprise from day one. I think but Slipknot has more heart as well. Okay, so this is controversial again, but maybe I now. think Slipknot songs, you can say there's lots of kind of different emotions in them. Some of them are drawing off like personal things. They really went hard when they were oh. younger. They really went hard when they were younger and like really got, you know, used to vomit and have the dead crow and everything. Whereas Kiss... <laughs> That's where Gene Simmons went wrong. That's where he went wrong. I think Kiss, they've always been more fun times, more kind of pantomime It's a different kind of a band, even if they've kind of got similar trappings. But it, maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it's at the end of the day, I care about Manson and Slipknot and I don't care about Kiss apart from the songs are good party songs. Wow. And I, I don't know. I think, I think Kiss have some emotional songs. Beth's, Beth's an emotional song. It's like legit, you know, stuff going on there. But yeah, um, yeah in, in the year 2018, you know, the, the last nice, Slipknot album was about their it's, dead friend you know, and departed bandmate, and Kiss is just about you just like, Kiss cr- shit. Now. You just want to hear like Crazy Nights and other Kiss songs. Featuring <laughs> 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 uh, Crazy Nights and others. <laughs> I literally can't think of any right now. What? I just can't. I've gone blank. Do str- uh, never mind, we're not I've doing this now. Blank. Um, yes, um, yeah, I see what you mean. I, I personally it's would. Just, I'll me, go it's see it one time out of curiosity. Oh, me, I just fun. don't know though, because it's not, not like someone's yeah, died or left the band no, and they've got but no you don't, choice. You don't get someone in the pit 
like going, oh yeah, I'm gonna like fuck shit up and have an amazing time, and it's you like, haven't seen Luke at a kiss show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's different. When that fire comes kind of out. Ooh. <laughs> wow, interesting. Uh, let us know what you think about that. Um, tweet at us or yeah, go on the Facebook readers group and uh, let us know what you think. A very interesting situation, possibly not, not ever done before. I don't think. Don't with like literally so. no members, but fully approved by all the members and a touring show. Are there any original members of Thin Lizzy left? No, but Thin Lizzy don't exist now, do they? Oh, and Scott yeah, Gorham was um, still in the band. Uh, again, he was a, of a certain era, but Scott Gorham was in the band uh, when I first saw Thin Lizzy, which is about 12 years ago or something now. Okay. But yeah. Interesting. What else is going on? Uh, ben Wilmot asks, uh, when you review an album, do you have a preferred way to listen to it? For example, on loudspeakers while sitting there doing nothing or out walking on headphones, etc. Probably not walking on headphones. Do you have... Oh, or do you have... To, a <laughs> or do you have to fit it in around household chores because there's so much to listen to? Well, I'll tell you which way we don't like to listen to an album. <laughs> Is, um, uh, obviously, we're very lucky to get albums in advance and we need to do that to kind of get... Not just review them, but also get our heads around them before we interview bands and all this kind of stuff. Um, a lot because of the way the industry is now a lot of the time we get albums through streams which is Mm. not ideal because a lot of time that means you need to have to kind of sit at your desk and um, do all that kind of thing which obviously you know you don't really want to be getting your head around a new album when you're having to work and do other stuff so yeah definitely if we're able to on really big decent quality headphones it's probably where I'd most like to to listen to something pretty properly because even on speakers you can kind of be doing stuff around the house or whatever while that's going yeah. on but if you're just like sat doing you know doing nothing big old speakers blaring out new music that's always a nice way to get around stuff and sometimes to be honest unless I'm interviewing the band myself or it's something we need to consider for something big and hammer I don't really take proper time to get around the album before it's out like everyone else because that's when it's on Spotify and you can download it or you can you know buy it or whatever you want to do and you can properly like take some time to get yeah. to get into it yeah I'm the same because we get say a lot of the music we come that comes through is streams you have to you're pretty much tied to your laptop or your desk to actually listen to it so yeah a lot of the new a lot of you know music I listen to makes on Spotify on my phone because it's a lot easier but also he says you know there's so much to listen to there's too much to, to, to listen to yeah I, I guess you know you get say I'm sure we all do you get at least 10 new albums a day in my inbox I think more really. it tends to be in the office kind of the first on the front lines with the kind of especially the kind of gnarly stuff yeah. it tends to be like have you heard this post black metal band <laughs> <laughs> have you heard all this horrible music that no one will like yeah. but yeah I get like so many albums a day you're just not going to have time to listen to it and it's you know, it's, you know annoying and you're probably going to miss a load of stuff you know you like but mm. you just have to wing it and hope for the best but yeah I always listen on headphones really I think me and you Eleanor have got the same headphones yeah some both noise cancelling noise cancelling headphones ones. really They're amazing good. I get really nerdy as well like, sponsor us okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know that was going oh my word good okay uh, got there. I, get, I get really nerdy about it if I'm reviewing something or working on a feature I will sometimes just sit down in my house usually and listen to it and open a blank page and write down the lyrics when I listen to it because it means that I'm really focusing on it and I'm really taking it in whereas other times my attention span will wander and I'll be like oh shit I need to go back and listen to that again so it's just kind of a way of really focusing my attention uh, Elle's listening habits you are uh, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say whenever Elle comes into the office 
the kind of L listening cycle always goes, yeah, it's not too bad. And then give it like five days and she's like, I'm obsessed, I've played it six times today. Yeah, that's, that's basically what I do. Like, I can be a bit quite lazy in the office sometimes and I'll let other people put stuff on in the office so I can hear it. Um, again, because we have lots of streams and stuff, sometimes I'll just be like, oh, you've got that. Let's all listen to it. You can put it on. I'll sit back and listen to it at the same time. And then if I'm really getting into something, I will listen to it literally obsessively. I got yeah. an album yesterday, which obviously can't talk about, and it had limited amount of plays, and I didn't realise, and I used them all up by lunchtime, and I was like, shit, I need to try and get oh, some more plays now, because I've literally listened to it until it's finished forever. So <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Yeah, limited streams are a right old pain. But, you know, again, that's where the industry's at, and it's appreciate that bands have to be careful and all that's business but yeah headphones are the best ever for sure sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> Paul Williamson asks where do you see metal in a hundred years this is interesting yeah. because uh, Kiss is still going <laughs> yeah oh god Kiss Mark 8 uh, no I was going to say this is the first thing you ever pitched at Metal Hammer it was yeah I remember now um, the yeah. first time uh, Luke because um, Luke used to be a really cool man called Front Magazine which was awesome um, and uh, yeah he left there and he, he pitched at Metal Hammer and he pitched this very feature and we ended up running it we did yeah I remember yeah, and, yeah it wasn't me answering the questions I mean asking <laughs> yeah, no that would be like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like lads I've got 2,000 words for you <laughs> but yeah, 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 we, yeah was it Steel Panther like Kill Switch Crossfire De- Devin Crossfire yeah fucking load yeah load of bands talking about where we're going to be yeah, in 100 years with the excellent headline Rock to the Future yeah come, come on. on come on, uh, on. and you here he is you didn't even like Rock to Ron yet Rock to the Future is somehow fine correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's got us there actually yeah. Rest rock would be better than rock to run, I think. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what you were thinking about earlier. Either way. Well, yeah, in a, in a hundred years' time. I don't know when metal's going to be in ten years' time. Because oh, hundred years ago, there was no metal. There was barely any popular music <laughs> as we know it today. Um, but as I say, he's not made it easy, Paul. But um, I imagine... <laughs> yeah, Paul. Come on. But I don't know. It will still exist. I imagine, I think there will still be some kind of heavy music... Of course, resembling that, yeah. metal, it's not going to go anywhere until it's yeah, lasted fifty we, years. You know, know, until the inevitable cyborg revolution comes and we're all just sat worshiping long seventeen. <laughs> but I've never listened to industrial. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be cool with that. Just yeah. team manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. Team manufacturer and a bit of nightmares. Yeah, why not? Um, um, technology is obviously a huge thing, but yeah. that's interesting to talk about in that way. But who knows how we're going to be listening to things and what music's going to be on and. I think some people have sort of said before, what is going to happen? You know, we all started listening to things on Spotify and have stopped buying things and are streaming things. What if Spotify isn't a thing anymore and we lose some music if people haven't actually got it on a physical format or we can't play it in a physical format? That could happen. Or are we going to not stream and something else has happened? Is it going to conduct through the bones in our head? I don't know. Beam straight into your synapses. That'll probably be where it is at some point. Do you not like? I've said this to I was saying this to someone the other day. It's weird how you watch science fiction films now. Like sci-fi, when it first kind of emerged in cinema, was really like uh, ambitious and aspirational, and kind of it was like, wow, in like the year 1985, we're going to have hoverboards and shit yeah. like that. And it's like I can't imagine that now. When I watch, you know, I watched Blade Runner 2049 on the flight over the other day, um, 
And it, you just kind of look at it all and you go, yeah, that could be about 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Coincidentally, I was actually, I was uh, ill at the weekend and pretty bored sitting on my sofa. And after I'd watched everything on Netflix, I started going on YouTube and watching old performances. Because I was kind of, I can't remember what band got me thinking about it. But there was a certain band I was listening to from the 70s. Or maybe it was old Sabbath things. I can't remember how I got there. And I was thinking, it's so weird how, because I was born in the 80s, things from the 70s when I was growing up seemed so old. But actually... Now I'm in my 30s. It's weird because stuff that happened, you know, 20 years ago, or whatever, I remember. And I remember it being kind of recent, even though the time difference is in the future and not the past, if that makes sense. I started looking up old clips from gigs I went to in the early 2000s, and they look so dated now. It's insane. Yeah, of <clears throat> I was looking at Manchester Academy where I used to go and kind of looking at the gigs there. And we have gigs we go to now, there's so much more on stage than there used to be, mm. and there's so much more production you'd mm-hmm. go like back to the early 2000s and I'd forgotten how different it was so even just that you know 15-20 years ago is so different yeah Slipknot's debut album is 20 years old next year yeah so <laughs> thanks man. this is where we are but it's welcome yeah, to the future it, it, things have gone so fast but I think if you live day to day you just kind of don't stop and think about how far we've come you kind of forget or yeah. at least I do yeah Paul Williamson still looking to the future appreciate the present yeah <laughs> Live in the now. (laughs) (laughs) Craig Huntley asks, what are your thoughts on bands re-releasing albums in special editions with extra tracks, etc., not long after their Intimates release? I mean, if you're from our generation and probably the next generation up, you'll be very familiar with things like Roadrunner Digipacks, where that was the norm. That was just, you know, that was... You'd get, like, anyone from Killswitch to Manadolas to Fear Factory to all those kind of late 90s early 2000s Roadrunner bands and you, with, like Clockwork within the year the album came out you'd get a digipack with an extra disc of bonus stuff and I'd get a package stuff so it's definitely not a new phenomenon no sure. and I don't and realistically this isn't the bands doing this it is very much the, the labels doing it I'm sure the band would, want, would rather have their album kept the way they imagined it and wanted it to be ingested by the listener but you know you can make money and to be fair if the bands are making money out of it you know no no exactly if it keeps fans going and then fans get something else out of it and get to hear some new tracks they haven't heard as long as the tracks are good then Mm -hmm. that's cool but at the same time when I'm on it happens more and more I've noticed now with going back to look at older uh, albums on Spotify the original one's not there anymore it's only the fucking super expanded mega edition with like 40 demos and live tracks whatever it's it's I don't want to fucking all this on my phone. I yeah. just want the other yeah, I, I get that. Tracks. that. That's a little annoying, isn't it? Um, but uh, yeah, you know, people aren't buying albums anymore, uh, so bands have to make some money. And if people want to buy that shit, they'll buy that shit. If it's your favourite bands as well and they've released some new tracks, you do want to hear them. I'm just trying to think of album, like classic albums that I've listened to where a bonus track that got released later mm. is as good as everything. Though it's in um, it. The only one I can think of is um, Leave Me Alone by Michael Jackson on Bad, because that was a bonus track. That's one of the greatest pop songs of all time. On the greatest pop album of all time. Well. So, yeah. Irrelevant to this conversation, though. But maybe, so going back to the 100 years thing, I wouldn't be surprised if albums didn't exist in 100 years. It's just singles. Like, there's, if there's no money in physical music anymore, why... Yeah, or anything. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if people started that, didn't they? Like a couple of years back, people were like we're not doing albums, we're just doing singles. But I think, like you said, for that money reason, they still kind of need to put out albums and have touring cycles to make money. People still need that kind of format. So yeah, if there's 
not a reliance on it, maybe it will go away. I think what will change stuff as well is that Apple are not doing, you're not going to be able to buy albums off Apple soon, are you? Yeah, I think next year iTunes has a downloadable services. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to change how people put out music for sure because you're not going to be able to pick tr- different tracks to download individually and stuff. Oh, I just thought of another good one. When um, <coughs> Prodigy did the extended edition of uh, Invaders Must Die and they did Liam's re- remix of the title track where it starts with the so when they played at all the gigs yeah that was awesome so that was worth it (laughs) (laughs) that's two examples neither of which are directly metal related so what about commentary sometimes you get album commentary now Uh, I haven't listened to any of that yet I I find the idea interesting but I always think if I want to listen to like a Slipknot album I just want to listen to a Slipknot album I think my attention span wanes because I'm the same I find the idea of it really interesting I think oh I definitely want to listen to that and then I'll put it on and then halfway through I'll be like I really want to listen to that song (laughs) can you not talk over my song please (laughs) (laughs) that's it for this week thank you very much for listening don't forget to go and subscribe and rate us on iTunes the more you rate us the higher up in the rankings we'll get the more people that listen to us the more things we can do to bring you more exclusive content right here on the Mount Hammer podcast don't forget that the latest issue of Mount Hammer is out right now we have that world exclusive interview with Ghost we also have an emotional interview with Parkway Drive there's the story of Thrash Part 1 plus Dimi Borgir Jonathan Davis A Perfect Circle Barry Tomorrow many 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 more uh, Luke's pissing off to New York next week Check you out. I know. Does that mean you're not going to be here? I won't be here for next week's podcast. I see. You're going to New York City. New York City. What are you doing? I'm off to watch Alice in Chains twice. Nice. Nice, Morton. Nice. 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 Uh, one of my, yeah, probably my favourite grunge band, maybe. That's yeah. the correct answer. Well, if you're having the best of the kind of big four of grunge, yeah. yeah I'd fucking love them either. Either way, uh, Alice in Chains, better than Pearl Jam. Yeah. Fight me. Backed. Backed. That's for another time. Uh, Luke will be back in a couple of weeks to tell us all about that. Elle and I will be back next week, possibly with Jonathan. We'll see what he's up to. Maybe he wants to come back on. Uh, <laughs> either way, we will see you next week. Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, don't forget, Golden Gods tickets on sale right now. I'm a sugar motherfuckers. Mm-hmm.